Welcome to Slot Plus, the segment of our show for those of you who have been kind enough to support Slate and the journalism that Slate does. And today we are going to talk about a viral meme of last week, which was the Internet's shock and horror about Donald Trump's appearance, guest appearance on The Jimmy Fallon Show last week. Uh, the big viral clip that, that went everywhere was the image, of course, of Jimmy Fallon messing up Trump's famous hair and or hairpiece, whatever it is under there, while the audience goes crazy. So maybe to get a little bit of a tone of the, the puff piece that was this Trump Fallon interview. Let's listen to that hair mussing moment. Can I mess your hair up? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be gentle. I'll be gentle. <laughs> you say yes? Go ahead. With my hair stuff. Now, it's worth noting coming out of this that this, of course, is an NBC show, one of NBC's flagship comedy shows, as is Saturday Night Live, which Trump hosted since the campaign has started. I think it was sometime last fall. And at the time that Trump began his campaign, NBC had specifically said they were going to divest their ties to Donald Trump since they're the network that hosted Celebrity Apprentice for all of those years. So there's the sort of conflict of interest question of what is NBC doing having Trump on for all these puff pieces? And then separate from that is just the larger question, and this is, I think, what had people so riled up about the appearance last week of, you know, whether this person who's marketing himself to the nation as a racist, divisive demagogue should be appearing in this somewhat cute mascot-like way on this show that really is all about pitching celebrities' softballs. Um, I guess you can sort of tell how I stand on it <laughs> from my setup. Uh, and I, I, like you, Laura, was barely able to make myself get through this segment because there's just something so grating about watching Donald Trump try to be cute and coy and appealing in this non-political context. Um, you know, I suppose that we could zoom out the camera and talk about politicians appearing on talk shows at all. But this particular appearance struck a particular nerve, and I wanted to hear what you all thought about that. Well, I loved Willa's piece on this because she basically said – she basically put her finger on what was so upsetting about it, which is that this is a sort of a normal thing that a normal politician would do to sort of soften up their image um, and lo and loosen them up from the sort of dignity of – being a presidential candidate, which, you know, traditionally was sort of remote and controlled and and not austere, but definitely um, more stuffy. I mean, that when when Bill Clinton went on the Arsenio Hall show and played the saxophone, that was like an iconic moment because he was so sort of loose in this southern way that um, that was really a departure from the sort of be suited, dignified mean that politicians typically have had in presidential elections. But this seemed like such a violation to people because um, they see Trump as representing this complete departure from that traditional politician. You know, he's not sober or thoughtful or um, experienced or considered. And um, and to treat him as if he were just any other political, legitimate political candidate, it, you know, is outrageous to many people. And I have to admit to me as well, even though obviously a lot of people voted for him or he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have won the primaries. 
Yeah, I mean, it's distressing all around, right? I mean, the the phrase going around, the amusing phrase going around the internet after the Matt Lauer uh, infamous interview um, where he went much harder on Hillary Clinton than he did on Donald Trump was lowering the bar, and you didn't think it could lower much further, but um, Jimmy Fallon seems to have done it. I mean, this reflects really, really, really poorly on him. I mean, we're going to get to Samantha Bee in a minute, but her quite cutting remark was there were no cutaways to the roots during this segment. Uh, the you know, African-American house band for Jimmy Fallon Um, and um, making someone as toxic to the body politic as Donald Trump seem harmless uh, is an act of complicity in what may amount to historical tragedy. And hopefully it won't. But if it does, you know, Jimmy Fallon goes down in history as an absolute uh, asinine fop, which frankly, I sort of always thought he was. But um uh, this shtick of his of hosting a nine-year-old's birthday party uh, every night on TV has really gotten old, and now I genuinely hate him for it. But I think, Will, it does also raise a, an interesting question vis-a-vis the future of politics and, and entertainment, which is, what else do we expect from Jimmy Fallon, right? This is not a defense of Jimmy Fallon, but it's not as if he's suddenly going to transform into this hard-hitting political reporter who's, you know, really getting the dirt on Donald Trump's foreign policy knowledge. So it's just the the bizarreness of this campaign has put the entertainment industry into a strange quandary as well as to how to deal with the election. I agree with that, but there's a, that's a little bit like what, what's the old, um, it's like the old parable of the scorpion and the frog. Uh, you know, what do you expect? It's my nature as a scorpion to sting and kill you. Um, yes, that's, that's what Jimmy Fallon is there for. It's to make everything on the planet seem harmless and anodyne as people fall asleep across the country. That's fine. Somebody, maybe a booker, an executive producer, a network president, someone has to exercise some judgment here. Uh, I think if you're going to have Donald Trump on an entertainment program, I mean, would Stephen Colbert have rolled over? Would John Stewart have rolled over? Admittedly, they're not the scorpion that Jimmy Fallon is, but... Um, you know, F- Fallon should have it in him to make Donald Trump seem something other than cute. And the truth is, if you go down the list, I, I don't think that there's a, a late night host who wouldn't have at least, you know, done something to make Donald Trump squirm, which is just a kind of absolute minimal uh, obligation at this point. Well, I know there's at least one late night host, Samantha Bee, who came out pretty harshly against the, the Fallon, Fallon Trump coming together on, a, on The Tonight Show. Can we listen to a clip from her reaction? Network execs and a lot of their audience can ignore how very dangerous Trump is because to them, he isn't. They're not going to be deported. They're not going to live under a president who thinks of them as a collection of sex toys. They're not racist. They just don't mind if other people are, which is just as bad. And uh, we should put in a word for Jimmy Kimmel, who's all, who was also tougher on Trump than um, a lot than certainly than Matt Lauer. So, you know, it doesn't it's but I think that the choice for Jimmy Fallon, since he can't actually put any of his guests on the spot is to simply not have Trump on at all. That seems that and as Willis Peace pointed out, it's kind of an impossible position because if he can only do the nine year old's birthday party, then um, then it's not appropriate to have um, a hate monger like Donald Trump come on, you know, any more than it would be appropriate to have David Duke come on. But then but it is it would be, you know, Hillary Clinton appearing on that show would be more or less the same as 
you know, business as usual sort of late night politician appearance. So you'd have to sort of band both of them, though, because otherwise you would seem to be imbalanced. And it just there must have been some strange algebra going on behind the scenes trying to figure out that. And maybe that led them to to having deciding that they had to have Trump. I don't know. It's interesting to me, too, what I mean, who who knows what the hell goes on behind the crazy locked doors of the Trump campaign. But I wonder what advantage they were trying to game out of the uh, the Fallon appearance. I mean, are they really going to win over voters because of the, the hair mussing on Jimmy Fallon? I just think it makes him seem normal and not exactly. um, like this scary, freakish occurrence that people need to take a stand against. I mean, that I think that's the issue, is that um, given what he has advocated, aren't we really at the point where principled people have to take a stand against him and say, this is, uh, you know, too far, this goes too far, and I, I can't treat this like a normal presidential campaign. And, and you just can't go, you can't go down the you know, Hitler liked dogs and children. I hate to bust Godwin's law, but I think we're about six months too late for that to be held in place. We don't, this guy has demonstrated zero respect for the rule of law or for that matter, the constitution. I mean, he, he will apply his own private understanding to that document, um, which is not the spirit of the document. And therefore he is as a absolute first principle, a founding first principle of this country. He's unsuitable to the role of president and to do anything to make him seem likable, even if he is in some respect likable, which I don't think he is, but even if he can be charming, which I don't think he can be, you know, to make him seem anything other than an absolute cancer, right? A potentially lethal cancer to the American experiment at this point is, is just, it's, it's just an awesome moral failing. And it just shows you how acclimated we are to the trivial that we let it happen as if uh, you know it, it's just it's just the whimper with which everything potentially good or great or exceptional about this country literally can swirl down a toilet that's how it that's how it's going to happen it's going to happen with a dipshit like Jimmy Fallon laughing and cashing his nine figure check it's it's preposterous all right as a way of uh, softening my sleep deprived vitriol here l- let me um, ask a more sober question, which is there's an enormous amount of um, rhetorical violence, mine included, directed at Fallon. But the same wasn't really true for Saturday Night Live when they, you know, normalized Trump by having him host the show. What's the difference? Well, I think that that he that was last November and he just didn't see people weren't taking him that seriously as a potential Nominee. I mean, he was someone from the entertainment industry who was reliably amusing and outrageous. And I can remember Jon Stewart praying that Donald Trump would run because it would make such great material for The Daily Show. And I think at some point, probably this spring, it became apparent that he really could become the nominee. And I think a lot of the debate about this and a lot of the, the, um, you know, condemnation of the media comes from the feeling among the public that it just took them too long to realize that he wasn't he was more than just good copy and that he was a, you know, a sort of threat to the polity that that needed to be 
you know, not given so much free publicity or more frankly condemned. And and that continues to be a source of frustration for a lot of people that that um, that the media still is treating him as a legitimate candidate in a way that 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 those people don't think is valid. Right. Well, then we start to get into a whole other question about journalistic equivalence and and why people aren't calling out Trump's lies, qua lies in the media, maybe the way that we would like them to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I I think Fallon has become the symbol for a sort of media soft peddling of Trump because he just is such clickbait. He's such he's so good for ratings. He's there's this feeling that the media has abandoned its responsibility um, to sort of be some kind of guardian um, of of the nation in some way. It's the responsibility of the press in some way by not by just using him for sort of mercenary means and not caring about the consequences. Right. And certainly it would send a very strong message. Journalists can't really do this because he's news. He is the Republican candidate and he has to be covered. But certainly people in the entertainment business like Jimmy Fallon could just perform the decisive anti-Trump gesture of turning their backs and saying, this man's shadow is not darkening my studio door. All right. Well, unfortunately, Trump, I'm sure, will give us more to talk about in the coming 50 days or however many eons it is until the election. But thank you all for coming in for this Slate Plus segment. And thank you to all you listeners who subscribe to Slate Plus and get these extra segments every week. We'll talk to you next week.